This week, the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, we dig into fan clubs. What do you need to know before launching a fan club? What are some of the hurdles that might be encountered after launching a fan club? We're joined by the Stone Foxes, and they tell us all about their experience running their fan club, the Fox Den. Welcome to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, founded in 2011 and with over 500 weekly episodes where Michael Brandvold and Jay Gilbert, two longtime music industry pros, discuss the very latest trends, tools, and tactics that you need to succeed in this Build a stunning band website in minutes with Banzoogle. Go to Banzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. Uh, I'm flying solo today. Jay, I believe he had said he's doing a guest lecture somewhere, so I'm flying solo. But we got a great, great discussion today with the Stone Foxes all about their fan club, the Fox Den. Um, But before we get into that, I want to do a quick shout out to um, uh, Bruce and everybody at Hypebot and Bands in Town. Thank you for everything you do to support us. And of course, don't forget about the artist community over at Bands in Town. We are active over there. Just visit bandsintown.musicbizweeklypodcast.com. Join the conversation every week over there. Um, But of course, we are so thankful for our sponsors. Bandzoogle.com, built by musicians for musicians. Bandzoogle's an all-in-one platform that makes it so easy to build a stunning website and EPK for your music. All the features you need for a professional website are already built in, including dozens of fully customizable templates, tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, and of course, integrations with Bandcamp, SoundCloud, YouTube, Bands in Town, and many more, so you can easily add your content from your other online profiles. And let's not forget the amazing live tech support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. And Banzoogle just added custom landing pages for musicians. You can now easily create your own music landing pages using preset page templates and built-in funnel tools that will help get your pages up and running and added to your music marketing campaign in minutes. Plans at Banzoogle start at just $8.29 a month, and that includes hosting and your own free custom domain name. So head over to Banzoogle.com, sign up, try it for free for 30 days, and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY, that's all one word, and you will get 15% off the first year of any subscription. That's Banzoogle.com, promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY. And of course, discmakers.com. Thank you so much. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role role for physical media for today's musicians. Digital royalty payments can be so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, and t-shirts online and at gigs has become such an important income generator. For every CD you sell at a gig, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money and that's a lot of streams. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even t-shirts. So head over to discmakers.com, 
place an order for 100 or more CDs. And when you check out in the promo code field, be sure you enter free biz, all one word, free biz, and you'll save up to $150 in shipping costs. So this week, it's an amazing discussion about fan clubs. We talked to Shannon from the Stone Foxes about their fan club, the Fox Den. And we dig into lessons learned, experiences from running a fan club. What do you need to do before you pull the trigger on this? What are some of the things you may not be aware of that's going to come down the road that could make this difficult? The, the lessons that the Stone Foxes have learned from running their fan club. This is a great lesson for bands of any size who are thinking about a fan club. And that includes if you even want to use Patreon, because Patreon is nothing more than a platform to run a fan club. So check it out. Stone Fox is all about fan clubs, and I'll see you at the end. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support. Music Biz Weekly, I am proud today. We've got one of the members of the Stone Foxes uh, joining us today. We've got Shannon Kaler. Kaler. How you doing? Good, good. How about yourself after we had a little battle with Zoom here? Oh, screw it. We'll yeah. hang out. It's all we'll, good. we'll hang out. We'll hang out and chat. Um, you know, the, the, the fun thing is, uh, Stone Foxes, you're all, you're all based in San Francisco and I'm, I've, I'm in Sausalito. I've been in the San Francisco Bay area since, since 98. So it's always, oh, wow. it's always fun to have, you know, hometown band, so to speak. Yeah. Sit I moved down. up here at a, after high school. So I was still 17. When I came to college, I'm a Gator. Go Gators. Okay. SF State. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. Been in the Bay for a long time. So let's, um, let's talk about fan clubs and, okay. and the Stone Foxes have a fan club that you launched called Fox Den. Yeah. Correct? Mm-hmm, correct. So, you know, I've been, you know, for decades involved in and out of various fan clubs with with artists um you know and i remember you know date myself i remember the old school uh real world fan clubs where you know you'd send in a check or money order to a post office box and they basically send you like a press kit and you'd get a newsletter mailed to you once a quarter um and and you know obviously that that's all been moved online many decades ago you know and and in some instances, you know, your your website, your email newsletter is a free fan club if you run it properly. It's a it's right. sort of like the introductory level of, hey, come here and just visit the website, join my email list, and you, you're in this for free. Totally. It's when you formally launch a paid fan club that that everything changes and and i definitely want to pick your brain as to how you approach this and how you are doing it because the biggest hurdle i've always encountered with any artist doing any sort of a fan club is it's very easy up front to say oh god i love this idea let's create a fan club let's create reoccurring revenue right, you know whether right. whether it's whether it's a monthly or a quarterly or a yearly membership fee, you're sitting here going, man, if we can get, 
we can get a thousand fans to pay us 10 bucks, whatever. That's great money. And, right. you know, and as, as, a, as a, an advisor or a marketing person, I'm like, okay, you know what we got it. We got to give them stuff that they can't get for free. Right. You know, right. if you're exclusive paying, you, you, it's yeah. got to be exclusive, exclusive videos, interviews. We got to right. give them first listens. You know, we can run down the whole litany of what, what that might entail. And everybody's always says, yes, that's not a problem. We can do that. Uh-huh. And, and I think, you know, where I'm going with this, because then about 30 to 60 days later, I'm, I'm, you know, looking at my watch going, where's this exclusive content? We yeah, got exactly. some fans that are getting exactly. very, uh, the rumblings are starting here that, hey, I paid money. When am I going to get this promised interview, this promised live stream? And I don't think a lot of bands realize, and this is where we can kick off our discussion, sure. the amount of work and planning that has to go into creating a whole nother bucket of content that's exclusive right. while at the same time creating that bucket of free content for the people. Cause you still got to go out there and give stuff to the people who aren't paying. Exactly. It's a huge, it can be a huge undertaking. If you don't really think about what it's going to take to create that on a, forever basis it's almost like your paid fan club is a crowdfunding campaign that never ends yeah that's about right well basically what what i was trying to do you know i did patreon during the pandemic right yep because we had a bunch of shows there was going to be some money you know for that i would make my living off of that and then it was gone and it's like okay so what do we do? How do we keep the fan base like happy, interested um, while nothing is really happening and while we didn't have our new record going? So started doing the Patreon thing and, and that kind of worked to some degree, but it felt like um, I was doing some things that um, worked on, you know, supposedly worked on Patreon, but that didn't really work for me. And I think that's what's really important, especially as an artist, is like, if you're going to offer stuff up, it better be stuff that you actually like to do and yes. that you want to do for your fans. Because at some point you're going to go, shit, I got to get ready for tour. I got to do this. And now I got to do this dumb thing for the fan club that I don't even like to do. But I was, you know, just talking with our managers and it's like, okay, we're going to get rid of all that stuff that feels like work and just do the stuff that I want to give to our fans. And that seems fun for everybody and that they will enjoy and that I'll enjoy. And that way it's a reciprocal personal thing. Yeah, it, 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 you're right. It really has to be fun and enjoyable for the artist because even, you know, you've got a manager and even if you've got a team around you, you still have to be the, the ultimate source of that content, right? You have to, you may not edit the final videos. You may not crop photos and, and put logos and all, and, and do all the posting, but you as the artist still have to create it because that's right. what the fans are paying for that connection. 
Right. So you're right. It's got to be fun for the artist to do it first and foremost, because if it's not fun, it's very easy to say, I'm not going to deal with it this week. Right. And then another week goes by. And then before you know it, it's been six weeks and you haven't updated anything. And, and I think the, the, the thing that's so important here is the fans that will join a fan club are going to be your most diehard fans. Of course. Yeah. They are not going to be, Hey, I just discovered the stone foxes yesterday on Spotify and I'm today going to join the fan club. Right. right, You know, maybe there's a one-off fan that falls so deeply in love that that happens, but let's be real. It's the diehard fans that have been with you from the beginning that are like, I just love Mm -hmm. these guys and I want to support them. So the fans that have paid your subscription are the fans that will be the most vocal. Right. Right or good or bad. They will be the most vocal to say this is the greatest thing under the sun, but they will also be the ones to stand up and go, screw yeah, these the guys what the hell yeah. i i paid you x amount of dollars and where's what you promised me right and well, and you can't piss them off right and it's also like you want to do things that feel special to them because um you know as a mid-level you know as a mid-level artist you know i i know some of these super fans you know yeah. and i know them on a personal level and I get excited to make sure that they know how much I appreciate them. And so that's really important as, um, as the artist doing this, you know, our managers are incredible at helping me know, okay, so we have to deliver this at this date. We'll write this email blast and I write out all the emails and stuff. So it comes from a personal place and, um, and they know that they can feel that, um, But uh, yeah, I, you know, like writing a little note on the, on the package when I send it out, you know, just thanks so much. And that, I really mean that. And I really appreciate that. And just taking that extra little time to do that is huge um, because that, that comes off and that's a, that's a really, a very real thing that they can feel. And we actually had someone just post that, um, we just delivered our, our signed vinyl to them along with an exclusive uh, Fox Den t-shirt that on the back, you know, it says the stone foxes have a club and I'm in it. Thank you so much. And, you know, just little snarky stuff like that. And um, just wrote a note and it was like, you know, they posted, this is the greatest thing I've ever had. I'm so like, I'm a hundred percent glad I joined the Fox Den. And that's all that we care about is like making sure that they're happy and that they know what it means to us. And I think the other essential thing. So um, first off, it has to be personal and it has to be a genuine connection and it has to be fun for the artist. I think the other huge ingredient for us is that we were able to say, okay, believe, you know, as super fans, trust us that you're going to love this new record. You need to trust us that um, you're going to like this podcast that I've come up with about stories from the road. We called that Fox Tales. 
t-a-l-e-s it's genius (laughs) (laughs) anyway um you know just fun stuff like that um and uh you're gonna really love this trust us and by doing this you're helping make this new record happen you're making this new music video happen and we had someone um sign up for the den for the ultimate the den inside the den uh super membership and now they're the executive producer of our new music video time is a killer and you know just little things like that make the release possible and i think by giving them the opportunity to be a part of a creation and to see that unfold over a few months you know they finally received a cd where they have their names on there their names on it producers yeah stuff like that where like they trusted us and we deliver you know that's yep it's huge you know and and i think you 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 really hit the nail on the head when you said it's trust yeah and and you know by when you launch a fan club you're asking the fans to trust you that that this is a value what they're joining that they're going to get connection they're going to get what you promise and you know in the decades i've been working with artists that trust between an artist and a fan is so critical yeah you you can't do anything to risk breaking that trust because if that trust is broken you might have lost that fan forever oh for sure you know i've i've been burned by somebody i looked up to and i've supported Mm -hmm. and i don't care maybe i'll still listen to you on spotify but i'm not that super fan anymore so that trust is so so critical and 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 i think and I, I'm not I'm not implying that artists don't understand that there's that trust, but I don't think some take it as serious as it really mm-hmm. should be. Because I, you know, many years ago I, I gotta find it. I wrote an article that that basically said, you know, that diehard fan is they love you, but yeah. it's a very fine line between love and hate. It is. I mean, uh-huh. you know, they can easily, easily be moved from loving everything you do to hating you because of one bad action. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 getting people to come back from hating you to loving you, boy, that's gonna be really tough to do. Again, it's it it's fairly easy to make somebody hate you. I mean, hey. Pay us yeah. 80 bucks a year and we're never going to give you what we promised you. That's all you got to do. And somebody might just hate you for that. Right. To it's, get them back is yeah. it's tough. Yeah. And, and to prevent that, there has to be a real, like you're talking about a real level of respect from the artist for, um, for your fans. And, and to know that like, Hey, you know, $30, Let's talk about $30 right now. You know, a lot of people are having a hard time coming up with money for tickets and for fan clubs and things 30 like bu- that. 30 bucks. I need that to fill the gas tank in my car. Totally, totally. And so then, you know, like for our, our fan club, there's 
um, a $30 option, there's a 60, there's a 90, there's a 150 and there's an 1000. So it's, uh, you know, and there's more things that you get with each one. But, you know, even for the 30, but then some folks who give $150, it's like, and give, I, I don't like to think of it as giving because you want to make sure that they get a value. Well, for what they yes, you contribute. are supposed to be giving them something in return. Totally. And it needs, it needs to be worthy of that, of that contribution. And just to remember, you know, especially as a, as an artist who's start, who's cultivating something like this, you know, it's pretty rare that there are artists out there who aren't needing the money. So you can sympathize with people and empathize and know that $150 is not nothing. $60 is yeah. not nothing. Yep. Yep. And you have to deliver and make sure that things look nice. Packages look good. And, you know, and, and make that extra little leap to make everything just a little bit more special. So, so let me ask you when you, when you guys came up with the idea and said, all right, we're going to do a fan club. How did you sit down and determine levels and benefits of each level? Um, you know, was it just sort of like a brainstorm of, Hey, I think this would be cool. I think fans would like this. Or did you actually talk to fans? Did you get fans involved? Yeah. How did, and, and, and more importantly, as you were going through that, were you consciously aware of, okay, can I actually fulfill on that promise at this level? Right. Or, or, or again, was it one of these things where it just, Hey, it sounds super cool. Of course they're going to love it. Giving no thought to, boy, you know, putting together a live stream once a month can be a lot of freaking work. Maybe I shouldn't have promised that. Right. Right. Well, so the live stream thing is tricky for us because I'm, you know, my brother and I are the creative uh, backbone of everything. Um, but he doesn't go on the road. So I didn't want to promise a live stream of Spence and I, when I didn't think I had access to, him. Right. I would have to go with, you know, a different band member. So I thought, okay, let's get that off the table, but what are some things that we can do? Um, and things that our fans have liked, because like I was telling you before, I did Patreon before and you know, nothing against Patreon. That's cool. But I felt like we could totally create something that's more targeted to us and to our fans without using that platform. And it would be totally fine and work well for us. Um, and I think a lot of people have had success with that platform. And I think that's great. But I think personally for us, it felt like we could do our own thing and that would be great. Um, and so what you said, how do we determine who gets what as the levels go up? Um, we kind of thought of it in the, what can we deliver digitally versus what can we deliver physically? And we tried for the, for the $30, $60, it's mostly a lot of digital content. So that means um, like for our new record, we did tons of demoing, way more demos than we ever did before. So I have, you know, the first voice memos and the first real demos of every song. So we'll be delivering the first demo of every song. Uh, to, now, to let, let me, let me ask like you in, in, in respect to that. Yeah. Did you, 
were, were, were you purposely doing more demoing because you knew you could use it for the fan club or no? Or, so you just looked at that as that's a pile of assets we have that yeah. we don't necessarily touch and use in relationship to the fans. How can we tap into it? Yeah, because I know I love shows like Song Exploder, you know, shows that kind of show you before and after kind of things. And I love that stuff. And I love like, I mean, my end all be all artists, I'm sure for tons of, you know, Bob Dylan is like my, you know, is the one of the touchstones. And I love his bootleg series. And I don't care how tinny something sounds but i love hearing where he comes from and i'm not equating us with bob by the way uh in any any level at all i'm just saying that i love the before and after thing and i get into my favorite bands you know what songs sounded like before or maybe maybe i might even like a demo better than the original so i thought that was cool um like i said we had the podcast and then Something that I thought was really fun that we did before the record came out is we did an exclusive Zoom listening party with just our uh, Fox Den uh, fan club. And last time we did that with all of our fans. We kind of invited everyone during the pandemic to do a listening party with a re-release that we did. But I kind of thought, you know, like people love that, but we need to be doing some things that are special just for this group. And um, I, that seemed like a really cool personal thing. Cause you know, there's less folks and we can have real conversations right. and hang out a little bit. And that's really awesome. That's, that's what makes it, you know, really special is, is that that's the personal connection thing. That's what everybody wants. We want did, it too, as an artist. Did you, Find any other items similar to the the live stream you talked about where you're like, it's a great idea, but before launching, you're like, it's going to be difficult to implement. The live stream? Oh, yeah. Um, What's another one? Actually, something that we did do anyway that seemed difficult, um, but we decided, you know what, let's do it anyway. Spence does all of our artwork. So we promised for our upper level that Spence would do an original piece of artwork if you buy in at that level. And so Spence was pretty worried about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm also going to have 500 pieces of artwork here. That I yeah, got yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it, it actually could be a good problem to have. <laughs> yes, yes. But you know what? But we did it, and and that one worked out. That's great. Um, uh, let me think of of something else we didn't do um you know um oh you know what writing a song for people right like you know okay if you give me a subject i'll write a song for you right i had done that before so so like again like learning from our patreon experience and then and then kind of revising for for our actual thing our den thing um, that I had done that and it, it just felt like, um, I couldn't deliver the quality that I would want to be able to do for each person. And, um, it didn't feel like I could, I didn't want to charge 
such an amount that I would have to, um, I would need that to actually deliver something I'd be proud of to them. Do you know what right, I'm saying? Right. No, I totally get it. Totally understand. Yeah. So, so that felt like a no go, but something that has be, has been more difficult than I did expect that we decided to do is um, we said that I would write out handwritten lyrics of your favorite song from the new record for everyone who signed up at a certain level. And um, I don't want to complain about this too much, but hands cramp, Michael. Sure. The hand yeah. cramp is real. It's, it's not like you're just writing out a one paragraph. Thank oh, you. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're writing a whole page out here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but that's a, I'm not really complaining. That's great. But, well, um, but, but I mean, the, these, these are, this is what I'm trying to illustrate to listeners here is these are all great ideas. Yeah. And, and, what might not work for you might actually be a perfect idea for somebody else, but it's also vice versa. What works for somebody may not work for you. And, and I think what I'm trying to get at here is as an artist, you kind of, kind of put together before you launch this. Yeah. If you're doing it the right way, you need to sit down with this whole pool of ideas and okay, let's talk through the good and the bad and the potential issues of every one of these fan club benefits, mm -hmm. because I, I'm a believer, especially when it comes to fan clubs, I'm a believer in under promise, but over deliver. Yeah. 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 Because mm -hmm. again, it's very easy to come out and say for a hundred dollars a year, we're giving you all of the coolest stuff in the world over promising. <laughs> And then you realize you can only deliver on half of it. Still, that half might be very cool, but the perception is you didn't succeed. You failed. Right. And that's what I totally did at the Patreon with the song for each person is I, I totally made that mistake. And I think a lot of people have. Um, so, yeah, so I totally hear you on that. That was the whole thing behind this new thing was like, let's do this at a manageable level for us where we feel like we're delivering something of quality. That's worthy of, of each amount of money that we're asking people for. And let's make sure that it's doable and achievable in a cool way. You know, um, making sure before you launch, you say you're going to do an exclusive t-shirt you better have a cool design. Well, you, you better, better have, have a, cool, a good you, idea. You better have a cool design. Yeah. You better understand what are the costs of that T-shirt. Exactly, you need to yeah. understand the the fulfillment of that T-shirt. You know, you've got to package it. Mm -hmm. You've got to ship it. You are going to have a small percentage that get lost. So you got to reship them. You know, all of the non-fun, unsexy stuff that goes on, you know, yeah. behind the business, you got to see, you know, it's, again, it's very easy. Yeah. We're going to give you a t-shirt, but then all of a sudden you realize, well, crap, we only sold 50 of these. So what's it going to cost me to just print 50 t-shirts? You're mm -hmm. not getting the same price break as if you printed 500 t-shirts. Of course. And yeah. all of a sudden you're like, well, that t-shirt just cost me 15 bucks to print up and That's it was right. for a 50 dollar membership where you know all of a sudden you know your 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 margins 
you know, again, the stuff that's not fun and sexy, but is important because it's a business, your margins all of a sudden go way down and you're not making money off of this. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it is that delicate balance of you do need to charge enough, which I think a lot of, I think actually the gut instinct of most artists is to not ask for enough. Um, I think a lot of us feel like, oh man, don't, uh, you know, I wouldn't want you to pay all that to, to do, you know, have us do this for you. We'd be happy to, you know, that kind of thing. And I think that's true, but you do have to protect yourself and you do have to remember that the super fans, the people that love you, um, they want to help you and they want to be a part of whatever you're making. And so I think that that's, that's really cool. I, so back to the music video that we did, we had this song time is a killer that we did um, off of the, off of our new record. And there's a director, his name's David Dutton and he's worked with all kinds of people. He does mostly commercials, you know, like shampoo shoe commercials, he, like, like big companies, mm -hmm. he does cool stuff and we're old buddies. And I would love to, I wanted him to do this video but I could barely afford him and couldn't have afforded him without the fan club. And so for that to come to life and to see a real result as a super fan, I think that, um, that reward goes both ways. And it's really important that they know that it wouldn't be possible without them. Thank right, right. your fans as often as possible and never like people never get tired of being told that they look beautiful or that that they're appreciated and it's really important to say that as often as you can especially fan, fan, you fan, fans want recognition that yeah. i mean i i've said this for so many years more than anything else you know more than free tickets free albums free merch a fan wants to be recognized by their favorite artist for being a fan, for being mm -hmm. there to support them. And, and it goes back to what we were talking about at the very beginning here. I mean, I've, I've had clients where, you know, it's as simple as, you know, they, they find a fan that tweeted something. Oh, I just, I, you know, I just saw them last night and you go in there and retweet it or give it a, a, a thumbs up or a heart. And the fan goes, oh, my God, my favorite artist right. just liked my tweet, <laughs> you know, yeah. and what, what, what did that cost you? It cost you 30 seconds of your time right. to do that. It costs you no money, but you recognize that fan and that fan is now telling all their friends how cool of an artist you are. So, yeah, at, at the end of the day, the recognition is really important, um, but. We, you, you also, you as an artist have to also keep in mind, this is now a paid fan club. So recognition alone doesn't buy you the success. It is, right. you know, once you put a dollar value on something, you've got to deliver, at least in the fan's mind, mm -hmm. a value. You know, mm -hmm. if I, if I'm saying that, you know, and here's how I always look at it. If that fan club costs me $75, mm -hmm. 
Am I getting $75 worth of stuff out of this? Yeah. You know, if, if part of that's a t-shirt, we in the business side might sit here and go, okay, I know we can get that t-shirt printed for a couple bucks, but in the fans mind, that t-shirt in your store goes for 35 bucks. Oh, but that's the thing. It shouldn't be in your store. Well, no, no, no. I, I, I get that. But that, that should be that, an exclusive that, 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 design. That, yeah. It has to be an exclusive design, but they can put a dollar value in ah, general yes. on a T-shirt yes. going, all right, I know T-shirts sold cost $35 or more. You know, if you're buying it at an event, at a venue, it might even be more than that, but they can put a dollar value on it. They can put a dollar value on, I'm getting, um, 10 songs sent to me. Maybe it's a, you know, it's a, a rough live recording. Well, you know, if I had to buy a live recording from iTunes, that might cost me 10 bucks. So there's right. a 10 dot. So what I'm saying is the fan likes to be able to sit here and add up and go, okay, at the end of the day, I spent $75 and I got $150 worth of value. Not, not even bringing into the connections, the engagement, mm -hmm the recognition but in their mind they can at least validate the expense right yep yeah and uh i think well and i think we can always do more i think as an artist at least that's what i've been thinking about like i know i'm on this podcast with you by the way thank you for having us thank you me. i appreciate it um I don't feel like I'm an expert at all. I feel like I've had, I have this experience that I I'm able to talk about, but I know that there's always more we can do for fans. Like, like, uh, so fish, for example, right. I always think of them now we're more of a straight up rock and roll kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, and whether you're a fan of them or not, you have to look at how they treat their fans as just a, an incredible example, you know, they throw their own festival with a big sign for them and all these special, you know, like puzzles and uh, newsletters and stuff like uh, that are specific, you know, I don't know, just all kinds of treats for people. Um, and as a smaller artist, it's hard to churn that out when you don't have a big machine behind you, mm -hmm. but it's always good to aspire to, what else can I do? Well, you yeah, know? it's always it's always good to look to other artists for ideas. Yeah. You know, again, you may not be able to afford it to the level somebody else is doing it, but you might be able to take one little idea and go, oh, that would be perfect if we change this and right. then this. It would work perfect for us. And and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong, you know. So looking for inspiration outside of the band is very important. But at the same time, a band that wants to start a fan club, frankly, shouldn't consider starting a fan club if you don't even know your own fans to begin with. Yeah, you got to know if what you they want. You don't, if you don't know what they want, what they like, what they're talking about, Heck, if you don't even know what sizes of shirts they're more likely to buy, mm -hmm. you know, you need to understand all of that before, because frankly, if you pay attention, your fans are going to tell you exactly what they would want in a fan club. All you got to yeah. do is listen to them and they're going to, they're going to 
wouldn't it, you know, the, the, the comments, the post, wouldn't it be great if they did this? Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we could see them do this? And all you got to sit there and go, Hmm. Okay. How do we put that into the fan club? Yeah. How do we execute on that? Yeah. Our, our thing is, you know, we've always been kind of known as, uh, the super high energy live band. Um, and so making sure that getting tickets for our shows is part of the fan club deal because live is such a huge part of what we do. And of course it is for a lot of bands, but I think for us, we had to be, um, especially attuned to that and to vinyl because we're, you know, as a rock and roll band, people love their vinyl and love that physical stuff. So making sure that the vinyl packaging, you know, you want that for your whole, you know, all of your fans who want to buy vinyl, but you also know that, you know, the people in your fan club, they're going to want something special in that vinyl. If you just do a jacket with, you know, a white paper sleeve and the, and, and just a, you know, a black vinyl, that's fine, but do some cool color with it. Do a cool colored vinyl, throw on, you know, do a story of about the, for us, we wrote out the story about the album cover and why it's significant to us and all that on like a custom sleeve and things like that. So it's the, it's the little things as a mid-level band that, you know, you're starting your, your fan club, at least for me in, in, in my experience so far, it's the little notes. It's, Oh yeah. It's the little personalizations it's that go a long that go a long way to make that connection and to yeah. to to make the fan extremely happy. Yeah, yep. you know, and 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 again, it's not like you have to write out a life story on on a package. It can just be, hey, thank you so much, mm-hmm. and and it's not that you promise that. Because now now That's this right. is where where I I take the under promise and over deliver is you're not promising handwritten notes, right? But when that handwritten note shows up and they didn't pay for that quote, expect it. Now you're even, it's even a bigger success. So I guess what I'm, what, what, what that, what that means is you may only sit here and go, we're only going to promise five benefits until we are comfortable running this fan club for a year of Mm -hmm. churning out what we need. But that doesn't mean that after two months, you don't sneak in a sixth benefit right? for the people who've already joined. Hey, we're going to give you one more thing. I know it wasn't in there, but we're going to start doing this. Now they're like, whoa, we didn't sign up for that. We didn't pay that, but they're giving it to us anyway. Now, you have over delivered, which is a huge plus. Right. Well, uh, some that made me think of this thing that, um, that we just did. We just made all of our, uh, tickets. We did an exclusive presale day of our new tickets for our fan, for our Fox den fans, you know, and that might be a small thing, but just knowing that they have that access to that, and that was not promised to them. And just to know that there's going to be little tidbits, like you just said, um, that were not part of the specific package that they got, but that's part of the over-delivering, you know? Yep. And and it might not sound like a ton, um, but 
if you can do things like that, um, I think it does. It's almost just a signal like we're thinking about you. We're exactly we're thinking about you. Mm-hmm. We we we're paying attention to you. Um, we care to give you as much as we can give. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, so before we wrap, and I could talk fan clubs for, for a couple hours here, but before we wrap up, what are you, how are you um, actually managing and running the fan club? Meaning the back end, the software, are you using a third party tool for this? Did you mm. have something custom written? You know, Obviously, Patreon's out there, and again, nothing wrong with Patreon. Yeah, it it is basically a fan club back end. You got to kind of fall within their constraints. But how are you guys um, actually running the fan club? Yeah, so we do it all through our website. So we manage our email list. That is a specific Fox Den email list through there. And we send specific email blasts, um, just Fox Den exclusives to that group of people um, with links to different things. Um, Or our managers or myself will email specific people. So um, one thing that we've been doing is, like I said, the handwritten lyrics, right? Um, Some people, uh, you know, they had to wait till they got to hear the record before they could say, you know, what songs they're digging so that I knew which lyric to write for them. So then we sent out personal emails to those fans that paid that certain amount, you know, the 150 amount and said, Hey, um, what song would you like? And so, you know, there's a back and forth personal thing with our manager, with myself, and that gets relayed to me. And then I'll write that out and, and put it in their package. Um, but mostly it's all through Wix. Wix is, you know, has different grades of right. how many emails you can send out. We run everything through our store. It's really an all-in-one thing with them. There is a big, you know, I would say it's 200, 250, 300 to do that premium service every year, but it's really worth it for us. So, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with Wix from a basic website standpoint. Does yeah. Wix allow you to um, restrict access to certain pages, meaning, okay, this is a page that has a password. So only our members with the password can, you know, are you able to, to lock out certain areas? So only fan club members can access it. Yeah. What we, the, the way that we do that is through who gets the email blast. So, so we'll send out just to our Fox den people, Hey, here's a link, you know, you guys get this and we specify it by who we send our, our email notifications to. And, and, and that link isn't, doesn't have access control to it. Meaning there's no password when they land on that page. Is there? No, but you know, um, it's either a Dropbox link or something like that, where they don't have the ability to edit it. My managers and I do. But um, but they can download everything from there. I, I guess sense. I guess I guess where, where I'm getting to here is have do you have a problem in that or was it ever a concern that somebody who is a fan club member might send this link to somebody who's not a fan club member? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, I I hear that. Um, 
that's possible. And we do have, you can put in like, um, uh, you know, we have promo codes for like the pre-sale and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And Wix is able to do all that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's totally possible that they but, could but, download but you, something but, and but send you're a not, link. You're, you're, yeah. you, you haven't had that problem. I guess that's what I'm trying. I want to get a feel because right. that's always that's always the problem as well when I work with artists. It's like, okay, do I need to worry about the fan in the fan club going on Facebook and posting this link for everybody yeah. else? You know, and and generally my experience is no. Why why would yeah. a, you know the fan paid for it? They want to keep that access restricted to themselves. They don't want to give it to everybody under the sun. Totally. So you haven't had a problem with fans sharing the exclusive right. content outside of the fan club. No, I mean we've we've always had you know some people share things. Um, you know, links to songs and stuff. And, and that's honestly, if that's the, our biggest concern, I'm totally cool with that. Like, you know, and, and I think you're right. First of all, we haven't had any issues with that. And second, if that ever happened, you know, for a band like us, um, you know, really, are we really going to complain that our stuff is more out there and available right. for more people? <laughs> That people like, love it so much that they want to share it with yeah, everybody. Exactly. It's sort of like, again, okay, that's not necessarily a bad problem. So a total kind of like Spotify where it's like, are we, you know, do we have, luckily we do really well with Spotify and our numbers are pretty good for our size. Um, are we bummed that you only get paid 0. 0.00003 cents, you know? Yeah but it's way better that we have that exposure and a little bit and, you know, some cash from them than to not have that, you know, right. Especially, especially from our size. Now Metallica's and the other bigger, you know, upper, upper, upper echelon 1% of, of the music world, they might have a little problem with that, but I think uh, for most bands in the world, it's a good thing. And, and exposure is a good thing. That's kind of why I've almost never understood like why you wouldn't have people take pictures at your shows. Like I get the idea that you want people to have the experience, put your phone down, you know, be in the moment. I totally agree with that. And I think that's right. But as an artist, I'm thinking like, Oh, you want me to stop people from sharing footage of my show? Like in the world? I right. Why, why, why that. would I, why would I want to do that? I yeah. want, I want more people to see here, know about my right. band. So I'm not going to freak out over that link thing, but I think you were totally hitting the nail on the head where you said like, I paid for this. Why would I share that? I think that's right. the instinct with people. Well, and, and again, keeping in mind, these are your most diehard fans and you know, somebody in the business and somebody who's also a diehard fan of bands. My belief is the fans actually want to support you. Right. Your dot, your diehard fans actually want to do something to support you and they don't want to do anything to hurt you. That's, you know, they didn't get to become a diehard fan because they want to destroy the band. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah, exactly. That's right. I, you know, I hate this band so much 
that I'm going to buy all their music and give it away. I'm going to join their fan club and give everything away. I'm going to buy their T-shirts and bootleg them. It's sort of like, okay, I guess, you know, thank you for giving us the money, you know? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, and if things get out of hand, uh, you know, there's cease and desist. You know, hey, you, uh, know, you know, you can all you could ultimately kick the person out of the fan club if you really find out that they're they are abusing it. But yeah, I mean, my experience is I've never I've never encountered somebody who's like destroyed a fan club because they went out and shared everything. Um, the the final question is have you had to deal with fans who are diehard fans but are like, Oh, this isn't fair, I can't afford this. I have had that from our UK fans and from our fans um, in Europe uh, just because of shipping things, not necessarily for the fan base or for the fan club for Fox 10, we keep it a a simple rate and we cover the shipping out of that. No matter where you're from, there's actually, actually that's not true. There is a little bit of a charge for Europe. So yeah, that's tough. But at the same time, um, you just have to make that calculation for yourself and just know what can you really cover? You know, sending a vinyl and a T-shirt to the UK costs $30, you know, USPS for the cheapest rate. So, you know, what can you afford? And don't dig yourself into a hole. I've done it before. And I I guess this goes back to, you got to think about this before you launch your fan club. You know, is is your is the majority of your fan base in the US or is the majority mm-hmm. of your fan base in Europe? If the majority of your fan base is in Europe and you are US based, um I'm not saying you don't do it, but you may want to approach this differently and like, okay, do we need to actually then find a fulfillment company in Europe. That's right. Yes. That uh-huh. that can warehouse some of our merchandise and fulfill this for cheaper shipping because I, I'm I'm dealing this with one of my clients right now where you know the the merch store is U.S. based and fans in the rest of the world are like, oh my god, it costs a fortune. I'm like, I know, but the only solution is the band. You want the band to like. Start a second warehouse in Europe, right. a third warehouse in Asia, a fourth warehouse in South America. I mean, yeah, when you're Metallica, you can afford to do that. When right. when when you're a mid-level band, that's pretty expensive to get multiple warehouses with multiple inventories around the world yeah. just to save on shipping costs. Well, and people don't understand how expensive it is. So we were so excited and so lucky, you know, we've been able to have a couple of commercial, you know, songs on commercials and things. And so that's how we got a little bit of recognition in the UK. So we went out there and we played and half of our shows out there were sold out. It was awesome. We still ended up losing $10,000 by going to the UK. It's really expensive to tour out there. Yep. And um, so yeah, thinking about everything that it takes before saying yes, because I think that is the right way to be an artist, especially when you're coming up, you got to say yes to pretty much everything. 
um, unless it's going but, but against you got, your but values. But you got to know what you're saying right. yes that, to. That, that, that's right. That's right. Before it bites you in the ass three that's months right. from now, <laughs> and you're like, "Crap, we can't afford to do this," and yet we promised everybody we were going to. Now, right. what do you do? How do you dig yourself out? That's right. Yeah, you got to yes. think about that. Again, it's not the fun, sexy stuff. It's not the the exciting part of being a band. It's the business part. Right. And, you know, I hate to say this, but if you're a professional band and you want to make this your career, it's a business and you've mm-hmm. got to treat it like a business. And that means you've got to understand up front the pros and cons of what that decision might be, the costs that might be associated, the potential Cost, you know, hey, what's the potential if we decide to go to Europe? Well, gas could go up. What does that mean to the tour? All of a sudden, your profit mm-hmm. is gone because you just are paying twice as much for fuel, or the cost to rent a tour bus is, you know, gone way up. Or, you know, you know, it's a multitude of things like that that you have to be aware of because you don't want to come back and go, crap, we had a blast in Europe but the band is bankrupt. Yeah. Oh, I did that, Michael. I did that. <laughs> no, I mean, but it, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, hindsight's always 2020 and hopefully people who watch your show and listen to your show. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, there were great, there were huge things that came out of that you know, for us, which is great and is beautiful. And I would never take that experience. Um, I, I, I would never say, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. But yeah, if money is, a, you know, I, we were able to, to, you know, dig out of that in a month or two. And that's cool, you know, play a couple shows and make that up. But um, for a lot of folks, it's, it's really hard. And I think that's, that's kind of the message even with the fan club too, is like make it doable for yourself so that you're able to over deliver like you're talking about. Yes. Yes. Like make it, make it, you know, stay within yourself so that you're able to, to give the 110%. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong again with starting. Maybe your fan club starts literally with one level a $20 level. And if in six to 12 months, you've been able to maintain it and you've seen growth in memberships and you've been listening to your fans, then you grow and launch a second and a third level. That's a bit more expensive because you, you, you've understood what's involved with it. That there's nothing wrong with getting growing and getting bigger. I mean, God, that's what every band wants to do. You want to start small and grow to be something big, right? You know, to, to think you can out of the blue launch the biggest, best fan club and you're going to be able to deliver. It might be a shock to you because you know, it, it, it comes down to being realistic. Do you even, how many fans do you have in your fan base? That's right. You know, if you, I don't know what your experience is, but you know, you might get 1% if you're lucky of your total fan base to join a fan club. Oh yeah. You're real lucky. If, you do <laughs> if that. you're lucky. Yeah. So, so if you've got, if you've only got a thousand fans amongst all of your 
networks, your email list, everything else. Mm -hmm. um, just do some simple math. Gee, you know, I might, if I'm lucky, <laughs> I'm getting 1% of a thousand. Am I going to be able to sustain this at that level? I think mm -hmm. we should leave them with that, Michael. Do the math. <laughs> Do, do do that math. math. You know, <laughs> I, I, I you know it comes back to and I say this to every band. The first thing you should do, and you should always do, no matter how big you are, is actively keep growing that fan base. Yep. The more fans, and again, that's whether it's your email list, it's bands in town followers, it's Facebook likes. I don't care, it's YouTube subscribers. The bigger those numbers get real numbers not fake numbers buying it doesn't get you anything real means it's more people you can talk to mm -hmm. about a new offering so you stand a better chance of having a successful fan club if you can talk to a hundred thousand fans versus talking to one thousand fans yeah. it, it, it actually translates to real money That's it a hundred percent will it's again it's at that point it's simply a numbers game. Yeah. If you've been doing that long enough and you've been studying the, the sales and, and all the marketing that goes into it, you'll have, get a rough idea of I'm converting half of 1% mm -hmm. of my email blast into a paid fan club. Right. Okay. So if I grow, if I double my email list size, what does that mean to memberships? It's exactly. just literally math. It's just numbers at that point in time. Yeah. So the more people in your fan base, the more people will be in your fan club. The more people you will sell tickets to, the more albums you'll sell. That's just the way it works. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Shannon. So when we, before we wrap up here, where can people go to learn more about Stone Foxes, the fan club, what you uh -huh. guys are doing, what's what's happening? Plug away. Yeah. Uh, well, we just put out a new record called On the Other Side, and we um, are going on tour in f starting in February throughout 2023. So, uh, and tickets actually just went on sale um, Thursday. So, um, yeah, tickets are on sale for those shows. That's a California run, and then we'll be announcing a Pacific Northwest run in March pretty soon. And everything is on our website, thestonefoxes.com. And make sure there's a the there. You don't want to go uh, astray into some other <laughs> I was, was going to say, if you, if you go astray, is it going to be a bit of a shock? It could be shocking, <laughs> and it has been shocking for others. So, you know, if you want the music, go to thestonefoxes.com. And, yeah, the vinyl's there, shirts are there, everything, everything, tickets. So, yeah, and I just really appreciate the time, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, really thanks fun. for coming on and, and sharing your experience with fan clubs. Because, again, experience is what it's all about. You know, you yeah. may not be an expert at it, but experience is, is the best education out there. You're, you know, I, I've always been a fan of, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with learning from mistakes. Totally. You know, if, if, if another artist tried it and it failed, see what you can learn from it. So you don't make the same mistakes. Right. Right. Learn awesome. from me, please. Yes. Yes. <laughs> learn, learn from the stone foxes, you know, and, and I, I will say this in, in all honesty, when I was doing a lot of fan clubs, one of the things I did is I just joined a bunch of other artists, fan clubs. That's cool. Not even necessarily because I was a fan, 
But boy, this one was talking about cool things and this had something interesting. Maybe spend six months joining a three or four other fan clubs. Totally. And and see how they work, see how they operate. Again, learn from what other people are doing. If there's an incredible fan club out there, go join the Metallica fan club. You may not be a Metallica fan, but see how a big band does it all themselves. And maybe you can pick one or two things out of there. Sure. You can quit after six months or a year, but you know, that's a great way to learn what works and what doesn't work. Cause you'd be surprised. You might join some fan clubs and go, wow, this is a terrible experience. Right. You know, I don't want to duplicate this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I hope everybody does a little bit of research, do yep. the math, do the math and do the research. <laughs> Shannon, thank you so much. Um, you know, again, I could talk for hours about fan clubs. There's so much great stuff. I think fans love fan clubs at the end of the day. They love it. Yeah. It's just, it's just don't as an artist get overly excited up front and promise everything, collect the money and forget to deliver that. And believe me, I've, I've been part of some major artists who have done that. <laughs> and it is an absolute disaster when that happens you've got yeah. fans asking for refunds threatening class action lawsuits i oh, mean God. it's it's it can be it can be a disaster if you don't promise and deliver on those promises learn this learn. lesson yep um, all right it. shannon thank you so much man i appreciate it Hey, thank you. Yeah, hope to see you. I'll see you in Sausalito. There my you Bay go. Area friend. Visit discmakers.com to place an order for 100 or more CDs. And when you check out, use promo code FREEBIZ and get free shipping up to a 100. What a fun conversation. Uh, I love fan clubs. I've been part of fan clubs as a fan since I was a kid. Uh, as I said, I've been part of putting fan clubs together. They are an incredible revenue stream for artists, but they can turn into an incredible nightmare. As we talked about, if you're not prepared for everything, if you're not prepared to deliver on everything you've promised your fans. So, you know, on that note, it is so key under promise over deliver. You will always look like the winner. If you do that, if you overpromise and underdeliver, you are going to have nothing but problems, and it's going to be problems with your most supportive, diehard fans, and those are not the fans you want to risk upsetting, alienating, or moving from love to hate. So um, let's let's continue this discussion over at the Bands in Town Artist Community. Head over to bandsintown.musicbizweeklypodcast.com. Let's talk about fan clubs over there. Do you have a fan club? What's your uh, feedback from running a fan club? What'd you learn? What were some of the, the wins and some of the mistakes? And are you a member of somebody else's fan club? And what, who's doing great fan clubs out there? I don't care. It could be the smallest band, the biggest band. Who is really nailing it when it comes to de delivering a great fan club experience? Um, let's, let's keep the discussion happening again, bands in town dot music biz, weekly podcast dot com. 
Uh, before I wrap up, just a quick shout out. Thank you to Bruce and everybody at HypeBot and Bands in Town for all you do to support the Music Biz Weekly podcast. And of course, to our sponsors, Bandzoogle.com and Discmakers.com. Thank you so much. And before we wrap up, let me just remind you, please, it means so much to us. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on the Music Biz Weekly Podcast on Spotify. Uh, the more people that follow, the more people that listen, and it means a lot to us. So that's it. We will see everybody next week. And industry professionals listen to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. If you have a product or service and would like to reach this audience, Get in touch with Michael or Jay to discuss sponsorship this opportunities. For Music Biz Weekly, provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.